Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Leslie. Welcome to Quince. A little sweet. A little tart. And a little unexpected. Today is Thursday, September the 13th, 2018. And here we are, Miss Leslie, and our guest. We have a guest. Yeah, we Uh, love guests. We have a mostly quiet guest, but we're going to make her talk a little bit. (laughs) Well, she's into that textile stuff that you like to talk about. Yeah. yeah. And she can help you more than I do. Yeah. So anyway, so what has been happening in beautiful Meadows of Dance? Oh, I got in one last swim. I I hope it's not the last, but it might have been. It might be. Mm -hmm. It's rained every day since. So that water's pretty cold. It was perfect last Saturday. That's great. Perfect. Yeah, we went out to the Crooked Road that night while you were swimming. Yes. We had made plans already and that had fun. Um, Our friend Kathleen had a lovely um, visitor named Sherry. Sherry. And so you got to see her during the swim time, and then the next day she came over and watched me shear a rabbit. Oh, she was really excited about about that. Yeah, I sheared Sullivan, who was a perfect gentleman and very, very sweet. Thank goodness, because sometimes it's not that good. (laughs) But (laughs) he's the sweetest rabbit ever. Yeah, he's one of the sweetest I've ever had. And so we sheared him, and it was kind of rainy and messy, and... He got tired a little earlier than um, they normally would, but so we sheared him, and then I'm going to spin his uh, hair into yarn, and um, you know, sell it or make something or dye it or whatever. That's exciting. Yeah. So, so there has been a little going on. This is, yeah, August <clears throat> into September is kind of our quiet time after the folk fair. It's a little quieter around, but people get. St- geared up and start coming in about now as for the tourist season. Mm-hmm. I did work Labor Day at the candy store Oh yeah, one, one of those days, and we were hopping. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Labor Day is a, is a big deal. Every Everybody in the world had a yard sale. I yes. Went, yeah, I went to our friend Minnie's yeah. and got some wonderful books. And then I went down to our friends, the McConnell's, and got some wonderful books, and it was nice to visit with them. And then I had to come home because I had to go to work, take care of dad, and do all that. So I didn't get to. But there were yard sales everywhere, and people stopping, and it looked like everybody had a good time. It was a, it was a pretty day up until about what two o'clock, and it started raining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it it always rains on Labor Day. Everybody just knows that's going to happen. Yes, mm-hmm. all the 500,000 people who go to little old Hillsville. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they, they almost got blown away on Friday. We didn't have any bad weather on on Friday here, but they got hit with one of those microbursts or whatever mm-hmm. they call it, mm-hmm. and it tore up tents and stuff went everywhere. It was really sad. Wow. I hate it when people go to such an effort and spend so much money and... And something like that happens, but it can't be helped. No. It just is what it is. It is. Well, let's see. What else? I actually went through a medical procedure. Yeah, I heard about that. I didn't know if you wanted to go into that. that to talk? Well, you know me. I'm not shy about anything, especially if anybody ever has a question. Absolutely. But, yeah, I know I had to have a couple biopsies done. Yeah. And... Uh, at the gynecologist, I'll, how about I'll just put it that yeah, that's we all won't we have to go say, into yeah. detail, but um, 
thank heavens they all came back benign and, yeah. and all was well. But that's quite an experience to go through. Oh, well, I'm sure it is, yeah. particularly with this nagging question in the back of your mind. Right. It has to be there. Right, yes. You know. But but I like the doctor. Good. She's over in Galax. And okay. um, it, it was just an experience. All right. Yes, yeah. I hope I never have to repeat again. Exactly. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad that's behind you. Yes. And let's see. Arts Fusion. I did Angels with my oh, Alzheimer's patients. Yeah. They had so much fun. Oh, all four sure. groups. Nice. Enjoyed Angels. I oh, just had all different absolutely. different kinds, from statues to paintings to right. quilted ones. And lovely. Yeah. Do you have the angel, the guardian angel, on the bridge picture and all of that? Um, no, but I have the guardian angel on the railroad tracks. Okay, well, it's a similar thing. Uh, that story popped up, speaking of angels, recently. Oh. Now, years ago, when I worked at Poor Farmer's Market, we used to sell that picture. Yes. On, somebody had taken old trays that they used in wineries mm-hmm. in California and decoupaged or whatever uh, images onto them. So we had Elvis, we had all kinds of things. We had Marilyn Monroe. And one of them was this angel. Well, mm-hmm. it sold absolutely like hotcakes. Oh, I know exactly the picture. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah it's the angel and the two little uh, German children uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, going across the broken bridge. Well, the story came out. Uh, and it was a total fabrication. But the story came out was that the artist was a devil worshiper. Oh, please. And that there were symbols. Seriously, that was my right. And there were symbols inside, in, in this picture. That he, and on his deathbed, he um, admitted it. Well, I thought that was ridiculous. But people stopped buying the picture. Oh. They totally stopped buying the picture. We quit carrying it. And eventually we quit, quit carrying the whole line because, you know, it had worn itself out. Well, that popped up again on uh, Facebook. Uh, somebody had put the picture uh, because she liked it mm-hmm. and somebody else put up the story so I looked it up I mean it's the internet now you can look up right. everything nobody even knows who the artist was of course not and there are hundreds of different it, it, it is a it has a name it's a German name and they think it did originate in Germany but it was like a magazine um Pop art, which right. is, you know, and it, it just wasn't, nobody ever knew who even who the artist was. And there are hundreds of variations mm-hmm. of it, like the railroad track. Right. And um, I've seen them with um, an angel leading them. I've seen, you know, there's usually two little children. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, so I tried to be charitable to the person that said he had seen those images in the... Um, in the picture, I said, well, you know, there were a lot of different versions, and if you're seeing those images, possibly somebody put them in there, or possibly your mind is playing some tricks on you. So, so anyway, it's so easy. It takes three seconds to look up something on the internet before you put it out there. I mean, and it kind of hurt the original poster's feelings. Yeah, well... Because she just thought it was a pretty picture, and she remembered seeing it in her great-aunt's house or exactly. something. Exactly. You know, and uh, her only comment was, well, I liked it. <laughs> right. You know, I can't even remember who it was, but... 
Well, and that's the sort of snarly thing I'd probably say. Gosh, I wonder if someone would paint the mural on my wall. Yeah, really. (laughs) You know, so anyway, that's my um, guardian angel story. Ah, And I hadn't thought of it in years, Mm -mm. you know, because it was just something that happened years ago at the store. And then this, I guess, I don't know how the story spread. I guess maybe it was early internet days. Mm. Or one of those urban legends. One of those urban legends. Mm. And uh, it got around and we quit selling the thing. So, anyway, what else you got? Mm, Well, uh, we are in the midst of. Hurricane. Oh, yeah. Florence, Florence that is hitting or getting ready to hit the coast of North and South Carolina. Yeah. And since the beginning of the week, we have not known. At one point, they said we could get, what, 12, 15 inches of rain and massive flooding. Now it's gone down to more like six. Yeah. Yeah. Which lately has happened just in a regular thunderstorm. We've had some torrential rains recently. Yes, usually not more than two or three at a time. Yeah, well, but, but, but last week um, in Vesta they recorded six inches. Mm-hmm. Wow, yep. that's so crazy. It is crazy, and and it and it's localized. It, we got like two. Right. But over there at the edge of the mountain, they got six inches. Crazy. So, yeah. so that'll be just like a normal storm. Amy lives in a kind of a place where she might have some problems. Well, you know, you can come stay with me, Amy. I've got this guest bed as long as the roof doesn't leak. Yeah, and (laughs) And if not, I got another cousin offered her house way up on the hill. He he offered his house on the high ground. Yeah, okay. Uh, If that one goes under, we're all the whole country might as well just (laughs) give it up. Mm. (laughs) The thing is, I guess I have to figure it out before the. uh, the bridge floods. Bridge. Yeah, before yeah, the bridge. Because you don't have a boat. Do you? have to get out. The, <laughs> yeah. the other thing, you were, we took that hike up the back. Yes. Yeah. So okay. I guess I could come you out. Could the yeah, you fields. could hike out. I could come to Leslie's yeah, house. Yeah, you come through the, through the fields <laughs> and get over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you would be able to hike out. but uh, Well, that happened in 1985 with the flood that came through West Virginia and oh, then yeah. came down to Roanoke. We went to bed at our farmhouse on the Buchanan River, woke up the next morning, our entire house, about three-quarters of the way around, totally flooded. Mm-hmm. I mean, we could not drive out. We you could hike. There was one little path we could hike out. Of course, we were a couple miles from anywhere, yeah. but um, you had Did to... Did you just wait for the water We to just go down? waited it out. I think I had somebody leave me cigarettes and tampons in the mailbox, and one day <laughs> I did hike up to the top of the, well, the, the road. the important thing. Yeah, yeah. This, this was 1985. How many years? That's now 33 yeah, years ago. Yeah. I had a two-year-old kid. You know, yeah, three-year-old. Really, so. Yeah, three-year-old. Yep. <laughs> but yes, it does happen, and it happens quickly, I guess, yeah. is my yeah, point. Yeah, even this, uh, of course, mm-hmm. you've had the river, river behind you. This is a creek, but I've seen that creek flood. Sure. Oh, yeah, I'm and sure. And wipe out bridges. Oh, yeah, I'm sure yep. her, creek, her creek could go over oh, her bridge. Yep. So, mm-hmm. so we will watch and see what happens. But yes. at the moment, it's not looking too bad for us. Unfortunately, it is looking really bad down south. Right. Uh, on the coast. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have a lot of people to think about. Yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, I, I do have a friend that came up here. They ha- She's from Wilmington, and she owns a house up here. So she came up. And I think that was a wise move from the way things look in Wilmington at the moment. Mm-hmm. All right, have we got that all covered? I think so. So you all will get on to your... Yes, yeah, so we need to do... A little sweet. And that's about crocheting tonight. Hmm. Um, we talked a little bit about last time Amy had a blanket, and I guess you finished that one by now, haven't you? Pretty close? Well, I'm working on it still. Oh, yeah, pretty mm-hmm. close. Okay, but it's gorgeous. And we, we posted a picture of it. But uh, she also found a really interesting little, um, another blanket. Uh, it's called... All right, I've messed up again. Um, she didn't really have a name for it. It's a crocheted blanket pattern, and she uses super fine yarns um, with a, and calls it a sampler. It's a crochet pattern for a chevron throw blanket, um, and it's an instant download for five ninety five. The designer is the Hat and I, or that's the shop, and. Um, I totally agree with her. I hate the idea of using these gorgeous balls of sock yarn and putting them inside my shoes as <laughs> socks. <laughs> and they're just too pretty. And so this says each chevron strip will use up one ball of sock yarn. And she's got muted colors. You could do anything you wanted. Um, she's got... Uh, some uh, gradients, she's got some painted yarns, and it's really, really pretty. The one she made is 49 by 65, but you can make it any size you wanted. And if you didn't want to use sock yarn, you could use a worsted weight. And, it just um, looks so and pretty. And just be bigger. But I like the sock yarn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's in American Standard terms with step-by-step instructions and lots of photos. And um, you just pay your five ninety five, and then you receive a link. So I think we will probably make this this winter. I think we should. It's, yeah. it's on my list to do. Yeah. It looks like it may be crocheted together. I couldn't decide. I hate sewing. It looks like she's she's using uh, one of the pictures shows her joining, and it's it's a crochet join. Oh, she showed one of the pictures shows it. Yeah, I don't have the. I have it all finished pictures, but. So yeah, if it if it's crocheted together, I'll I'll do it for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. So she does have a crocheted bit. All right. So anyway, how did you find this out, or how did you find this? It one? was a Facebook post. Oh, you saw it somewhere. I did. <laughs> Somebody else did. Uh, okay. And I just loved it. Yeah. And, and I sent I really it to like you it. because it's like, okay, this is the next blanket I want to yeah. do. Well, I like the colors she used. Mm-hmm. She's using jewel tone. Things, but you could do anything you wanted, and it's got a, a it's got an interesting border on it. Did you notice? I it's, did notice. It's that. like a um, two color, um, two grays. Uh huh. So that's one the thing. That's the pattern that we like this time. And uh, with let's see, what was her crochet hook size? Did she say? Yeah, F. Okay. Yeah. 
and you could make it a little bigger if you wanted. If you were a, a tight crocheter, you mm -hmm. probably want a, a G or. And she was she's using uh, Peyton's Croy sock yarn, but um, and mm -hmm. and she's using super fine. I, I sort of misled you, because I was saying um, fingering weight is mm -hmm. generally not thread. But right. she's using a really fine a uh, number one, so that is pretty oh, fine. Okay. But um, well, we'll have to look at yarns together. And yeah, yeah, out. yeah. I was thinking uh, we'll look and see what because um, you know it'll just be a little bigger if we decide to use it fingering weight. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure if I would want to do a super fine or not. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. We could go a little bigger and go. Yeah, we we'll go a little bigger and not do. Yeah, the eyes are not as good as they used to be. Mm -hmm. All right, and the other thing I found, uh, and this was a Facebook post, was a wrist ruler. Huh. It's a it's an actual ruler. It's made of leather, and it's a wristband. So you you pick how big a one you want, and he's got it. I think the smallest one's sixteen inches, so it will probably go around your wrist twice. And then it's there, and it's a decorative as a bracelet. And then if you want to measure something, you whip it off, and there it is. Neat. I, I thought that was very clever. It's uh, made by ilovehandles.com. And what's it made out of? <laughs> it's made out of leather, uh, but there's different colors available. There's a gold one and a silver one. And then he's got some... Which I don't like those quite as much. I like the more hmm. leather look. So ones. you would just wear them. You just you would wear wear a ruler on yeah. your wrist. Yeah. So if you had like bangle bracelets, you could. Uh, one of the pictures I saw, they had a bunch of copper colored bangle bracelets, and then they had this leather one uh, mixed in with it. Hmm. So then, you guys use rulers a lot? We use rulers a lot. Well, then that was a good idea. It's a really good idea. How, much, how expensive is that? It's nineteen ninety five. Oh, yeah. he's making some money. Yeah, yeah. Probably. And, well, he you thought know, of it. Oh. Uh, he's probably having it made somewhere. It is made in the USA. And um, so he is having it made somewhere. And it's got a, it's got a very simple enclosure. It's just a slit with a stud that pokes up through okay. it. And so it's easy to get on and off. And, um, but it says size is based on loosely wrapping it around your wrist twice. Give it extra length if you, you know, if you have a man's wrist or a thicker wrist. For a, I mean, you would think a six inch one would easily. Sixteen. Yeah, 16 inches. I know, but you would think a 6 inch one would go yeah. around just right. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah. I yeah. Well, I, the smallest one, I think, is 16 inches. If I, he's got natural, medium brown, dark brown, black, gray, blue, orange, and red. And the blue and the um, orange and red ones didn't grab me, but they would grab somebody else. I like the more the idea of something more neutral because you might wear it with a lot of things. Okay, the smallest one's fourteen inches. Wow. So and then the largest one is nineteen inches. Hmm. And so they are um nineteen ninety five and probably there's a little shipping. And he's showing it on men's wrists, so 
I guess men would have some reason for. Oh yeah, to wear. well they're always measuring. It's measuring things, stuff. It yeah. Seems. Yeah, but the, yeah, I, I keep a ruler on my desk where I work all the time. Yeah. And so, oh, I never thought about that. Yeah. Uh, well, I measure books. I measure gauge. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you're doing the gauge for your yarn. Um, it's very nice to have. Well, I do books, so you're right. Yeah, yeah. I always have a ruler, but yeah. I, I didn't. I just didn't think of it with knitting and yeah. crocheting. Yeah, you can do that, or if you wanted to, it, they'd be a little too short for blocking. You know, when mm -hmm. we were measuring for blocking, we needed a yardstick for that. But uh, when we were trying to square things up and everything, so but but I thought that was interesting. There hadn't been a whole lot of new things um, out there lately that I've had time to even notice, but I thought that was kind of an interesting thing, and handy, and clever, and useful. Yeah, useful and pretty. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So I think, unless there's something else you have, Amy, we'll wrap that part up and do... tart a little tart yes and you had a um, subject for us well I do have a subject 9-11 um, was this week yeah and I was also on that day was leading a group at our Tuesday evening spiritual group mm -hmm. and so I thought gosh it would be interesting to talk about uh, laying down your life for another person. Um, of course, that biblical verse from John, uh, which I will read because I think the whole thing needs to be read okay. to explain what then we will talk a bit more about. Okay. And this is from 1 John three sixteen through 18 This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. So, you know, yeah. I mean, the first thing you think about when somebody lays down their life for you, you know, is Jesus dying and, right. and that whole uh, scenario or the fireman who goes in and rescues and risks and no, um, which indeed whatever. is the ultimate um, and and it's certainly there. But for most of us, that situation just is not going to come up yeah. in our lives. And so I got thinking, well then, what is meant by laying down your life for another? And there's lots of different ways of looking at that. Um, Nancy, who, Nancy of the Candy, who comes to the group, she mentioned a neighbor of theirs up in Roanoke, who a father, two young children, a devout Catholic, goes to her church, who gave up one of his kidneys. Yeah. He was on a, you know, a kidney. So it was even, I think, for a stranger. 
Wow. Yeah, that he was on. And that's certainly laying down. For sure. And somebody else mentioned uh, a widower in the community. And um, and the widower said that, uh, I mean, he, he has taken on the raising of a five-year-old child that's not blood relative to wow. his. And... That's giving up your life. You know, all these grandparents or, or people who do oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for no recompense, you yeah. know. I mean, they're just changing well, their life. Kind of like, you know, it just happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a, a cousin who, at the age of 50, married for the first time. Mm-hmm. Married a lovely, lovely woman. And, um, you know, but... It, it, at the age of 50, it's kind of an adjustment. And uh, within a couple of years of their marriage, her sister and brother-in-law were killed in an accident and left five children. Wow. And so they took those children in and raised them. That's laying down your Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't think my cousin even thought twice about it. Mm-hmm. And they, they have a ball. He's just—he's a great dad. Wow. But you know, at the, the age of fifty, suddenly mm-hmm. he's got an entire family. Wow! Wow! So. Yeah, yeah. And those are some uh, some of the examples. Uh, other ways, and this sort of then ties into the idea of relationship. And not just, you know, love relationship or even the family ones. But I I was thinking a lot about friendship. Yeah. And how are everyday ways that we can lay down our lives for our friends. And my favorite one that, that we talked about was inspiring greatness in your friends. Yeah. That that is, and the and one of the ways you have to do that, besides encouragement and uh, pointing things out, is that you need to be great yourself and share that. Mm-hmm. You know, not in an egotistical way, but you you need to to also live those dreams because, as we all know, the friends that we keep. Are, that's the level we will rise to okay. or go down to. I mean, that's yeah. why they always said, watch the company you keep. And, <laughs> you know, who knows? You know, it's not like I, yeah. I put a whole lot of, of credence in that because I think that you can really help people to rise. Yeah, yeah. But another way is um, being also willing to sacrifice the friendship if the person, like for an example, would be if someone was killing themselves with drugs or alcohol. Or, yeah, there comes a time when it's just time not to, well, they call it enabling. That's a. Right, right. Yeah, but it comes a time when you just have to let go. Yes. Yeah. But, but you, you confronts the wrong word you talk well, yeah. with them yeah. and yeah. say listen I can't deal with this anymore it's killing me to watch you kill exactly. yourself exactly. yeah because I love you so much right. that 
it's really breaking my heart to watch yeah. what you're doing. Yeah. So you have to be willing to sacrifice sure. a friendship. Yeah. yeah. Um, another way is that you cut people slack. And we think we do that, but lots of times we don't. You yeah. know, when somebody isn't, someone you think is your good friend and they ignore you or... Um, whatever, those kind of examples. I wouldn't have any friends at all if anybody, <laughs> if people took that to heart because I can be so dense. Right. Because, you know, if if nobody comes and tells me that there's something wrong, I just assume everything's okay. Yes. And I have gotten myself in trouble more times. Because I just didn't know there was a problem. You mean people didn't cut you slack? Well, I just didn't know there was a problem. Then suddenly things would blow up. Mm. You know, that's happened to me so many times. And it's just simply that I'm okay, so I just assume everybody else. Uh (laughs) Not Uh a good assumption to make. Well, (laughs) but people tend to think, oh, they are mad at me. Right. Oh, you know, what did I do right, or, or yeah, what, would be whereas yeah. they're thinking about the fact their kid's sick or yeah. that, you know, yeah. how are they going to pay this next bill? Yeah, exactly, you know, yeah, you definitely, yeah, and, and on social media, people definitely should be cutting more, giving people more slack. Oh, yeah, people. Yeah, because it's so easy to misinterpret what somebody mm-hmm. says, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's yeah. way too easy. Oh, yeah. I mean, emails can come across as very curt. Oh, yeah, very, exactly. Yeah, when the person the doesn't even think that. Well, and, and sometimes when I send out a text, because I'm typing on that little tiny computer, little tiny phone, so I'll be, I'll type something out real quick, and I'll think, boy, that doesn't sound nice. I have to go back and change it. Because it didn't sound nice, even though it's just like four words, and so I put like 14 and <laughs> to make right. it sound nicer. Right, right. And it's not like I'm saying anything bad or negative, it's just that the four words sound curt, rude, or curt. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. So, but that that's another way. Um, also, by sacrificing the small stuff. Because the small stuff is the big stuff when yeah. it when it comes down, and that's giving of your time and your talents and your expertise and your money and being present for somebody. Yeah. Those are all the most important ways I think we can sacrifice for sure for for our friends. But we don't always do it. We were talking about. Um, Especially being present, and that's one I need to work on because I'm I'm not always present. Um, my mind is in three or four different places. Yeah. And, or uh, somebody gave a good example of being at a show and talking to a customer, and somebody else walking by, and you're like, "Oh, hey, hey, hey!" And the customer actually said, um, "Now, are you ready to deal with me?" Oh, yeah. Yeah, which, is, I mean, hey, they didn't cut her any slack. Or, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, or him slack, I forget who yeah. it was. And, um, but on the other hand, this person said, I learned a valuable lesson. For sure. Yeah, that now I am present. 
mm-hmm. no matter who comes by. Yeah. Who, if I am with someone, they yeah, are my focus. With, yeah, you yeah. Be with somebody. Yeah, yeah. so well, that... I'm, I'm probably pretty bad about that, too, because I'm so tied up with Dad. I, I don't go to funerals. I don't go to, you right. know, I just can't. I don't go to slave cemetery dedications. I don't go to movie night. Uh, I'm just not present very often. It's mm-hmm. very rare that something will happen that I can work it in. Well, you know, that's one one reason I, I'm always glad that we, that Amy and Leslie and me, that we go to the community dinners. Yeah, we well, almost we, always make those. Well, we make Dad go with us. Right, and Dad gets <laughs> to go with us. That's one yes. of the few things I can get him to do. Yes, yes, yeah. and to get out and, and support sure. all our friends who are working hard to yeah. make this happen. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and I can't support a lot of things right. with time. So I do try to support in other ways, mm-hmm. like and say partake of the dinner or go to the pancake breakfast. Right. That's coming up in um, the end of October. That's yeah. right. I forget what days. Did you find them? The two days. Yeah. yeah. It's 21st and 28th, I think. Mm-hmm. I just saw it the other day. So, um, But that's coming up. But, you know, I can't help. So right. I go really early in the morning uh, or late in the evening and buy pancakes over Right, yeah. exactly. And, well, and those are community ways of, and, and you know, laying down your life sounds, I mean, that does sound a little drastic um, when yeah. you put it that way. Well, it's but sacrifice. It's a, know, there are some sacrifices that you have. A mother. I mean, how much does a mother sacrifice constantly? Still, mm-hmm. you know, to um, get your kids through school, get them through whatever crisis is going on and um i have a friend right now whose um daughter just had a premature baby oh you know everything's going fine but you know she's there for her daughter of course and dropped everything that's what you do that's what you do when you love somebody yeah so yeah motherhood probably is one of the ultimate um examples Mm-hmm. I would think my mom would do anything for me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure she would. She might fuss, quarrel, and complain, but <laughs> about <laughs> my choices, not about the fact she had to do it. Mm-hmm. But um, she would. She would be in my corner 100. percent Absolutely. Yeah. So. Yes. Okay. Um, well, and. Um, And this was a minister who wrote, a Reverend David Gray, said, If our goal is to lay down our life for our friends, we need to develop deep enough relationships so we are partnering with people we can call friends. Right. And he gave an example that I thought was really sweet. Uh, A mother had sent her 12-year-old child off to pick up a loaf of bread at the store. And he took forever and ever and didn't come back. And finally, she was getting worried. And then he showed up. And, uh, of course, she said, where have you been? And he said, well, you know, little Alfie down the street. He's five, and his bicycle chain came off and is broke. And... He was sitting there crying. 
and I stopped to help. And she said, well, what do you know about fixing a bike? And he said, well, I didn't, but I sat on the curb and helped him cry. Oh. Yeah, and I thought, wow, I like that. That's uh, sweet. Yeah, that stays. Well, and sometimes that's all it takes is yes. somebody to... You don't even have to say very much because I don't always know what to say. No, it's your it's your presence. Yeah. Yes. Sometimes, sometimes just yes. sit there. Yeah, and to share someone's joy with them too. It's not all the bad, but no. it's also the joy. It's like when when I got the um, biopsy results right. back that you know it's not cancer, and a friend grilled me. A porterhouse steak, and yeah. you know, and it was just like, it's oh, thank you, yeah. thank you for you know, celebrating my joy with yeah, me. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, for sure, yeah. And sometimes just the simple things, you know, we have to suddenly decide to get together for no apparent reason, or um, getting invited over for dinner. And, in a special place. Yeah, 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 exactly. And people, for me, people are so thoughtful not to include me out because I could become so easily a complete hermit. Amy and I were talking uh, Sunday night or Saturday night that we were going to be hermits when we um, retire. We're just going to go into our houses and we're just not going to come back out, except for occasionally to. Uh, to see you guys, and uh, so on Sunday, on Sunday evening, I was over at Peter and Kathleen's, and I mentioned that, and uh, she says, "Well, that's how you live now. <laughs> it won't <laughs> be any different." <laughs> uh, but that's not true. But here, here's where I'm going to uh, challenge you a little bit. Okay. That by laying down your life, you need to be vulnerable sometimes. Yeah, that's tough. And you need to do the things that sometimes you have to push yourself. Because believe it or not, by by your coming out and visiting and being with, say, me for whatever, you make me then happier and more alive. Well, but you're, you're, you're fantastic and special. And Peter, Kathleen, and Amy, you're all... Fantastic and special. In fact, everybody I know is fantastic. That's and special. right. That's <laughs> right. But you help to bring those qualities out in them. Yeah, yes. But, but this is a really caring community too, and that does help a lot. But, well, uh, I think wherever, wherever you are. Yeah. And I've lived how many different places right. that if you're vulnerable and put yourself. Out and and I could be a little bit more of a hermit than I am, and I know you don't believe that because I'm so social, <laughs> but I really could be. Yeah. Um, in the in the long run, that's that's how you live a happy life. Yeah, yeah I don't think I would be totally. In fact, I work at the um, antique store just so I will see people. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, because you know that's healthier for you. Yeah, because it's healthier for me. Because mm-hmm. I, I would, I would do it. I would sit behind the computer and I would process books, and it wouldn't bother me if I didn't see a soul for weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, except for my friends. But just in general, interacting with people, because mm-hmm. interacting with people with friends is easy. It's interacting with strangers is the the difficult thing. You know, and I don't know how much um, interaction you have, Amy, at work with 
just the general public. There's some, yeah. and there are days where it's busier than others. Yeah, and so, but you know, and, and it can be tense, mm -hmm. and it can be tough to deal with, or tougher to deal with, as opposed to friends and going back and forth. So, um, so even, you know, just customers coming in, it's a different type of challenge. Oh, yes. And, and it's good for me to do that yeah. instead of stay behind the thing. All the well, time. by going to church, you yeah. know, you're, that's a different way. Um, just going out to a play or a concert sure. and yeah. the people you see. And, yeah, it's, it's not, always, not always easy. Yeah. It's an mm. interesting concept. Yeah. Came up with. Yeah. We filled a whole hour talking oh, about sure it. Did. Yes. Thankfully other people got into it and sure. and were able to to add. So anyway, that that gives everybody out there in podcast land something to think about. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Think yeah. about what how do we lay down our lives even in those little ways right. for people. Yeah. Yeah. Well the, the, um I don't know if it's because of social media that we know more about each other than we used to. Oh, we sure do. I was thinking of that driving home. Yeah. How many people I know because of Facebook yeah. that I would not know? Well, even the people I do know, let's say the fiber world. I mean, I've been right. involved with the fiber world a long time, you know, 20-some-odd years. And uh, so, you know, and I've known them in different ways, but with the social media thing, I know so much more, mm -hmm. uh, and so many people that I know are really having a tough time right now, mm -hmm. in different ways. Mm -hmm. And um, um, this whole summer, I've been so broke because I haven't been working, basically, um, waiting for to get Dad back and not quite knowing what was going on. I usually try to set a little tithe right. aside, right, so that I can donate it to people I know. Or, or sometimes it's just a stranger, or sometimes it's a dog in a, a kennel in New England that, right, need, that right. needs help. Whatever, whatever grabs me. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's like that little tiny bit of money should go so many different ways right now. It yeah. really is um, kind of tragic, mm -hmm. the things that people are dealing with. And dealing with well, actually, the people that, um, you know, as I'm interacting with them, they are really coming up to the challenge. That's have one one girl. Um, she has a daughter that they've just discovered has a degenerative, a hereditary degenerative disease. Oh, yeah, really, really tough. But they, the girl is still just spark. The mother is still just sparkling and talking about her puppy princess and uh, mm. and dealing with it as it comes. As best she can, I'm sure she cries at night. But right. you know, but uh, I really uh, appreciate the grace a lot of these people are showing and mm -hmm. dealing with what they're dealing with. No wonderful word and concept, yep. grace. <laughs> we all need to show it to each other. Yeah, a lot more yeah. often. Well, you know, it makes it makes me want to help more. Mm -hmm. If somebody's um, you know, doing the best they can with a horrible situation. And, um, That's right. You know, and, and everybody that I know is doing the best they can with a horrible situation. Yeah. And whatever it is. 
Hmm. Anyway. Yes, yes, there we go. Okay. So what are, are we... Going to go did on you have to... Any more? Yeah, did you have Well, any more? I was wondering whether to save this for... No, you go ahead with the... Uh, you had another quote, I think. Well, the, it's a little bit different. Okay. Um, this was talking... It's still about relationships, but it's, it's a Cahill Gibran quote about love and how we still need to remain independent. Okay. Even within a love relationship. Right. Now, be that marriage, family, anything, I think. Right. I think he was talking probably more about um, marriage yeah. and love. That I mean, that kind romantic. of deep romantic yeah. love. But I just, I read this this morning and wrote my little piece on Facebook yeah. uh, with a quote from it and just with a small quote in it but this is the whole the whole quote okay let there be spaces in your togetherness and let the winds of the heavens dance between you love one another but make not a bond of love let it rather be a moving sea between the shores of your souls. Fill each other's cup, but drink not from one cup. Give one another of your bread, but eat not from the same loaf. Sing and dance together and be joyous, but let each one of you be alone, even as the strings of a lute are alone, though they quiver with the same music. Give your hearts, but not into each other's keeping, for only the hand of life can contain your hearts. And stand together, yet not too near together, for the pillars of the temple stand apart, and the oak tree and the cypress grow not in each other's shadow. That's one of my favorite quotes. I love that. Yeah. Which one? That last about the oak and the no, the or whole, the whole the thing. Whole, yeah, yeah. Well, the sp leaving spaces. And, yeah, yeah. That imagery I've always liked. Yeah, I Very just um, I'm sort of independent-minded. <laughs> well, and, I mean, I really thought about it. Before I wrote, wrote the piece. In fact, sometimes I write those Facebook posts and I can just whip them out, you know. Yeah. 10, 15 minutes, they're right, there, they're yeah. gone, whatever. And this one, I had, had several cups it. of coffee while yeah. I was sitting out there. Yeah. Um, because it's not what we're necessarily taught. No. Um, it can go even against that. In marriage ceremonies, which always made me crazy when I'd hear it, uh, about, and now you are, how does it even go, bound well, up as one? Well, um, a man shall leave his uh, and mother and a uh, woman leave her home. Right. It's, it's a, it's and you cleave from, together. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's biblical. It's a, it's a right, Bible yes, verse. yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you and to become one, right? And it always bothered me. Yeah. I mean, 
the idea didn't because yeah that's true you are going to become one family one household and right. and um, I don't mean to rob the joy from that but it was like I heard on the radio this morning they were interviewing a man and a woman down in the hurricane yeah in the uh, we're right on the coast they right. had a house Coming out. yeah and they'd just been married like three years, I think okay. they said. And the man was like, we're not leaving. We're not leaving our house. And the woman's like, well, you know, I, th- I think we really should. And he's like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. You and I are staying here. You know, we are staying at our house. Mm-hmm. And I thought. Oh, the man. Yeah, really. You know, this woman's scared to death. And, I mean, it could be the other way, too. I'm not picking on the man. But in this case, he was just like, we're one, you know. I mean, that's basically what it was all about. It was like... Partnership is a big thing. Right, right, right. Well, you know, we're born alone and we die alone. And we have the work of our soul to do while we're down here. And nobody else can do that for you. Yep. Of course not. Nobody. Yeah, well, of course, we as women, from the time we were small, I don't know about Amy, but by the time we were small, we were expected to... Be sort of submissive-ish. Oh, not in my house, thank God. Yeah, well, it, it didn't take with no. me. <laughs> but that was kind of the joke. And it didn't take with my mother, it didn't take with my aunt, and it really didn't take with my grandmother. Right, so you were yeah, they, yeah. You know, in a culture, yes, the yeah, culture the culture was... itself wanted to um, put us in a particular box, and it didn't, didn't happen. Right, right. <laughs> so well, that may be why we had problems because of the culture, but yeah, yeah. but that's all right. You yeah. know, in in some ways, I think we we were part of that upheaval yeah. of that from so many years. Oh, sure. And now I watch my say my niece and her husband sure. and my nephew and his wife yeah. and they're getting it a lot better than yeah. we did yeah. well, because yeah. it's been smoothed out. Yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. ones that have gone before. Because yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember a time when my mother couldn't get her own bank account. Uh-huh. You know, they, things have changed a lot since the 70s. But mm-hmm. And hopefully mm-hmm. they're changing for the better. Oh. Some of the time. <laughs> yes. Well, they're just changing. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, so. changes. <laughs> so anyway, okay. So we probably ought to wind this part up and do... A little unexpected. And... We have to choose, and we're going to have to do that after this show. We have to choose the winner of our contest. Yes. Yes, because um, things happened and we didn't get it done right at 
the first of September like we planned. So we will do that this afternoon or this evening after we finish this, and then we will um, announce it on the Facebook page and find out the address and send a lovely present yes. to someone Excellent. of these people that were nice enough to submit. <laughs> so anyway, what we have been doing. Um, now I have 90 of those. Um, I couldn't find the um, pattern for that blanket. <coughs> now there's a dozen of them on here <coughs> of the same link. But anyway, uh, we've been doing a recipe. Mm -hmm. So you found this one. And I found a recipe. Uh, since Florence is coming at so much of the country right now, this is a recipe. It's on a, looks like a blog, uh, called Loaves and Dishes. Wait a minute, spell the it. Loaves, L-O-A-V-E-S, like bread. Uh-huh. And dishes. And, um, let's see, what's going on? I can't, I can't read her tagline. And now everything's gone crazy. Um... Anyway, she has a little tagline that says something about the love of comfort food. Oh, we like comfort food. Yeah. So anyway, um, I'll read just a little bit of this. It says, Hello, September. September is emergency preparedness month. Mm. Who knew? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it makes sense to prepare for emergencies because of the hurricanes and all the problems. Uh, the power is out all over the win over the winter or whatever. So we had a dis or you had a discussion on your Facebook page, and I've often felt the same thing as well as people rush out during the kind of um, emergencies and buy water. I know drives me crazy, and it's like bottles of water, and it does it does kind of make no sense for people like us that have water everywhere. I mean, Amy has this gushing spring in her backyard. If I, if I need water, I'll just go over and hold a jug under her spring. And our neighbor down the road that has chickens, Maryland, she has one too. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, and I, and I do. Yeah. Well, and I do fill up jugs. Well, sure. And, and there's nothing wrong with yeah. having it in case the power goes yeah, off. Yeah, because and, of the power going right, off. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't understand why people go and buy. Buy water. Buy water. Yeah. So that's... Especially for an emergency. It's like, yeah. wash your milk jugs out. And if you have to drink chlorine for three days, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? Well, and, and some people in the... Um, in the discussion did say they don't like their water and that's right. why they buy water anyway but um it's just kind of like if you have been living in this town and you've spent you you don't buy water you're you're getting your water from somewhere you're getting it from the tap maybe uh, how many and of course it could become contaminated certainly sure so fill 12 yeah, twelve, 12 big jugs. jugs. Yes, yeah. yeah. Them, Get some um, cider in the fall and have some yeah. nice glass well, it jugs. Recommends, <laughs> it, it recommends that you should have a gallon of water per person per day that you think you're going to be out. Yes. 
for drinking purposes, I guess. Right. Brushing your teeth, brushing your, teeth your whatever. face, whatever. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but the, what, um, what came up was, um, you can can water. Oh, so that no bacteria gets yeah, in. Yeah, you, you can can water just like you can tomatoes and uh, peaches, whatever. You can can oh, water. Oh, that's wild. Yeah. And now, so, why would you do that? Well... For it, what we're talking about? Yeah. This is, As a pasteurized, it, it pasteurizes Yeah, and it will it. stay fresh for a year. And you do um, inversion canning, which is uh, basically turning it upside down mm -hmm. after you get it hot enough. If you turn the the jar upside down, it will seal because the heat sucks up the the seal for oh. sure, uh, or it's more likely to seal. But you do it the same way you do uh, any kind of uh, hot water, water bath. Mm -hmm. uh, you you get your uh, jars um, hot, however you do it. And I thought this was clever. I'd never thought about doing it this way. Uh, you can put them in the oven and get them hot enough to kill germs. And I just always uh, used really, 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 really uh, hot boiling water and scalded myself and had steam flying everywhere. But that would make more sense to put it on a cookie sheet and, and pull it in and out of the oven. Makes a lot more sense. Mm. And then you put the um, hot water in it and then turn it upside down and it will seal. Well, there you go. Yeah, let's see. There are there are a few more. It'll keep for an, uh, keep for a year at least. You um, should use stainless steel. Now heat it on the hot, um, fill your stainless steel cooking vessel and heat it until it's boiling for at least five minutes. Uh, heat your candy jars in the oven at one seventy five. Um, have your lids and rings ready. You don't have to preheat those. Now, when the water's been boiling for five minutes and your jars are preheated, dip the water into the jars with Pyrex, something that will sand up to the heat. And then um, screw the lids down. Don't burn yourself. And then turn them upside down and listen to them pop. Ah, there you go. My mom would, uh, when she's canning preserves or whatever, she can go... Um, you know, after she's done, she sets them on the counter and she goes in and she automatically listens for the pop. And knows how many. And automatically counts it and she'll know when one's not pop. One, she'll come in and figure out which one hasn't sealed if one doesn't seal. But she doesn't act like she's even thinking about it. She's talking and doing whatever and uh, she knows every one that's popped. <laughs> <laughs> That's love. Long years of practice. She, yeah. had, she canned 28 jars of Concord grape jelly. Wow. I hope she spreads them around a little. Well, she did in the past, so I bet she yeah, will. Yeah, I bet she will. Oh, that was so nice to get those Concord grapes. Oh, wasn't that I lovely? loved them. And we were over at my brother's today, and they made grape butter. Oh. Like apple butter. Right. Have you seen that? Mm. Oh, it was so Good. I couldn't mm. believe it. We had grape pie at church the other day. A pie made like apple pie, but it was grape pie. I don't 
Becky and good? John Rudolph made. It was delicious. I bet that was mm, good. It was good. Of that. Yeah. Well, I never heard it thought of grape butter, but it was yeah. really, really good. My mom used to make plum butter. Oh, plum yeah. butter. Yeah, well, I've made quince butter. Yes. And there were not very many quince on the tree this year, so mm. that's not um, going to happen. And then um, I've made peach butter and apple butter. But I I've had lemon butter. That's good. Well, that's a different thing, though. Oh. Isn't it? Isn't lemon butter just butter that's flavored with lemon? No, no, no. It's made with lemon. It's cooked. It's, it's really? in jars. Like a curd? That, like a curd, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Cool. It's good. I had no idea. Oh, I love lemon butter. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. I've had lemon curd, but I didn't know. Um, I should look it up. The lady was called called herself the um, Victorian historian. A friend of our uh, friend of ours posted, uh, so maybe she will listen because I told her about the podcast. She had a article about orchards, and then she was explaining that not only did they have apples and peaches in their orchards, they had quince trees. Oh, nice! In this, um, I guess it's mid. Our friend that posted it lives in Kansas now, so I guess it's probably that area that this person is, this lady's in. And um, so she's explaining about the uses of quince. And um, mainly it was because it's high in pectin, and it makes it easier to make jelly if you put it, mix it in with your apples or whatever, or your uh, lower pectin fruits. And so, um, and then she mentioned making something like applesauce. Mm, I'd like that. I'd yeah. like that. Yeah, out of the quince. And so I told her our little story about making the quince butter and um, that we had the, our, our eclectic podcast we named Quince. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, very good. Yeah, okay. So I think we probably need to wrap it up. Don't you? I think so. Okay. But it's been fun. Thank you, Amy, for yes, joining we us. Appreciate you being Thank here. Thank you for including me. Yeah. Okay. Our show notes can be found at quincepodcast.com with all the links that we've talked about. Uh, we also have a Facebook page called Quince Podcast. We are on iTunes under Quince Podcast or Leslie Sheeler or Beth Amon Ford. And we're on Stitcher Radio if you have that app on your phone or tablet. We will be back, hopefully, in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye.